Hey, folks, I know there are lots of business owners who listen to this show. Maybe some of you never planned on running a business, but now here you are. One thing you've always got to keep in mind is how much you're spending on your operating costs. That's one of the first things we had to keep in mind with WTF. And with things costing more today than they did when we started, you want to keep your expenses down. To reduce costs and headaches, be smart and use NetSuite by Oracle, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Reduce IT costs, cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems, improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash WTF for more. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fuck, Nicks? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my show, WTF. Welcome to it. How's it going? Today on the show, Marlon Wayans is here. Marlon and I had a pretty fucking good time shooting Respect together. A lot of laughs. He's a uh, he's a good audience. I can make Marlon laugh, and I like to uh, make people laugh. So there are certain types of people that I can make laugh right to their face by, by even being <laughs> by busting their balls a bit. And Marlon's kind of like that. So we uh, this is a fun conversation. It's I, I don't know how informative it is, but uh, we definitely had some laughs. Uh, he's in respect. He plays Ted White, who is Aretha's abusive husband. Uh, and he's great. He's great. He also has a new stand-up special, Marlon Wayans, You Know What It Is, which premieres this Thursday on HBO Max. Also, I will be coming to New York City in November for the New York Comedy Festival, Friday, November 13th, 7 p.m. at Town Hall. There will be a pre-sale that starts Wednesday, August 18th at 11 a.m. Eastern and goes through Sunday, August 22nd. Pre-sale code is NYCF at nycomedyfestival.com. All right? So that's going to happen. The general on sale is Monday... August 23rd at 10 a.m. One show at Town Hall. I believe it will be enough. I believe that to be true. I just got back from Phoenix. I drove to and from Phoenix through the desert heat. Had plans, man. I had work to do. I had work to do in the car. I'm losing my mind. You know what I mean? Some days it's very hard. I can't, I don't even know what day it is half the time. So I don't know what day it is. I did comedy last night. It was a little tense. Maybe I should, maybe I should re-engage with the, uh, with the uh, therapist. So I was in Phoenix for two days at the uh, Vax-only shows. That I, it felt it's weird when you're in a place like Phoenix, which is a sort of hot crucible of dumb fuckery, politically and uh, socially, a barely purple city. I, I like you know this whole sort of uh, blue city thing. We're a blue city surrounded by red. Yeah, and you live in fear. I, I know it's a pride point, but uh, I don't know, man. It's like, no, it's okay. We just don't talk about things. Oh, well, that sounds good. But uh, Phoenix is, I, I have a lot of history in Phoenix. It's sort of on some level a return to where some of the trauma occurred. 
I got married in Phoenix. My first wife was from Phoenix. My brother uh, lived in Phoenix. I got a lot of Phoenix experience. I know Phoenix fairly well. But uh, the vaxxing element of the show, the fact that people were vaxxed or tested, given the current political climate, felt like it was a fucking secret meeting. And I didn't know how it would go because it's a big corporate club, Stand Up Live. You know, it's a big, it's almost like an improv. I think the guy, I don't do improvs because I don't owe them anything. But I think the guy who owns Stand Up Live has a piece of some improvs. But I don't know, somehow or another, I've made an exception. And it's a big room, but we sold out all the tickets that they were selling. And uh, the shows were great. Uh, I think the step up from, uh, not the, it's not a step up, but the, the kind of evolution of where the set is going from Dynasty Typewriter to uh, the Denver Comedy Works and then to a bigger corporate environment and then to Salt Lake, which I think is politically going to be the most uh, divisive city I've been in. Well, that St. Louis, but that's a blue city in a uh, red state, a, a borderline theocratic red state of Missouri where people uh, proudly uh, live in mild fear. But the uh, the desert drive was nice. I always like, I, I, I and I really, this time, it, like a lot of times I'm like, I'm just going to drive and I'm like, why the fuck did I drive? But this was perfect. Five and a half hours straight east through the desert to Phoenix. I got some work done. I did. I got some work done. I did. But anyway, so I decided I would commit to taking the drive and um, learning the songs that I'm going to be singing and playing at the uh, Largo show on August 26th with Sold Out. That's Sold Out. And um, and I kind of did that. And I did some writing and I did some thinking and I did some uh, listening to music. And uh, I just, the desert, man, driving through the fucking desert is very satisfying. Though my back hurt a little bit. I'm falling apart, man feel my shoulders does anyone carry tension in their shoulders used to be my back but now my shoulders are tight is it the thing from my nail is it already too late god damn it man i'm telling you man i'm telling you when you live in the shadow of somebody getting sick and dying in your house it's a fucking heavy thing because you realize on some level that just can happen that can just happen and it's going to happen you just hope you had a nice full run you know Anyways, I don't want to get dark or grim. Uh, the feedback on the movie Respect has been great. I'm very proud to be in it. I got this weird box of merch from, I think, the Aretha Franklin estate. No card, no nothing. Didn't ask for it. Came to the P.O. box. Five or six T-shirts, a mug, a shopping bag, a patch. Aretha stuff. No note. I'm not even, I think it came from the estate, but it was sort of like, I almost took it as like, suit up. You're on Team Aretha now. Suit up up suit the fuck up marlon and i were kind of we caused some mischief on set we were having some laughs i gotta be honest with you we had some laughs at some other people's expense privately that's okay right can you still do that privately if it's just two of you giggling at some bullshit at the expense of someone else is that okay or is that kind of some grade school bullshit so marlon uh his comedy special marlon wayne's you know what it is premieres this thursday august 19th on HBO Max. He's currently in the movie Respect with Jennifer Hudson and me, which is now in theaters. This is me talking to Marlon Wayan. Mm-hmm. 
Sometimes I wish I paid more attention in school, or in some cases, any attention at all. There are probably a lot of things I could have gotten more out of, like literature, and now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics. But luckily for us, there's a new podcast called The Foxed Page that dives deep into the best books of all time. This is basically like the best possible college English class, but more relaxed and fun. No pressure of grades or needing to prepare something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best-selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Foxed Page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Foxed Page is for you. Get it now wherever you get your podcasts. It's all audio? It's all audio, yeah. Oh, no video. No video, dude. Oh, perfect. Yeah, isn't that nice? It's what relaxing. Happened? I thought you used to do... Um... Never did video. Never. Really? Never. You should. You're funny as fuck. I know I am. I, I just, love you. You're I the craziest so little funny. guy in the I'm world. so fucking funny. <laughs> You're crazy. I watched your whole fucking special. I'm sorry about that. I know. Listen. You ought to be sorry about it. I'm like, out of respect, I'll try to get through this mess. <laughs> Probably not your cup of tea, but... You what know. do you mean? I, I've been doing comedy most of my life. I, I just... Yeah, but you don't like that funny stuff. <laughs> That's the, the guy that don't want to say he's whack. Yeah, he used to don't like funny stuff. No, I, I, no, I, I liked it. I, I thought it was some nice. There was some nice, uh, you know, construction. Some nice through lines. You had the uh, Audi belly button callback. Call sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, and the, appreciate uh, that. Uh, you know what this is. You know what it is. You know what. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, that, you know it's funny. Like callbacks, people underestimate. They how love long them. It takes, they but love it them. takes you so long to find them. But yeah, once you a find comedian. a couple, once you find a couple, you're like, oh god, I, this is so great. I couldn't even think that way. It was so great. Like ten years ago, I mean, I five years ago, I couldn't think that way. Well, you get hooked on them once you once. When, uh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that guy either. No, but I mean, once you learn the device, once you like the first time you do a callback and you realize the audience is <laughs> like, oh my god, that's from the, the older, that's from the joke. <laughs> you're like they're just like crazy. You're like I got to figure out how to at least have one of these. <laughs> Or two in an hour because the audience is just every time like, that's from the other joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. No, they I love it. I called it back like five times. Yeah, I know. I know. You, get, I know. you know it works. It's like, all right, here it comes again. Bow. Yeah. yeah. The last one, the last one, uh, that one, you know, that was uh, that was good. I didn't know how you were going to save that bit. <laughs> Callbacks, man. I know. That's like, how he's he, how's he going to close? It looks like the time's almost out. But this bit's going nowhere. He, <laughs> you got a little too truthful. You ever, you ever tell that much truth that uh, you don't know how to get out of it? Oh, every time. At that point in the show, the audience like, that's, I think that's went the from name. loving me to fucking yeah. hating me. It's the name oh. of my new special, Too Much Truth, I Can't Get Out. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I Can't Get Out. That's my new special. Call back, save me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I kind of it was kind of funny about that. Like you, you're sort of like this self aware dude, and you're you're laying it out with a good father shit, and the, you know, like you're trying to be a good guy, and like how you treat your kids, and then you got the big statement just followed by just 
garbage. Just like, yeah, just all of a sudden it's like, how'd we get here? I thought he was really revealing himself. He's like, couldn't stay in it. Couldn't stay in it. Now I gotta, gotta pick up, I gotta fuck the stool. I gotta put it on my head. I gotta. <laughs> I was gonna call the special uh, "Hot Boiling Mess" uh-huh. um, because I, I feel I think I have good intentions, but I am crazy and I just I think differently. And I I say good shit, I say nice things yeah. wrapped in a turd. Right? Yeah. No, you like to do that. Yeah. It's like, oh wow, this is nice. And like, what? Where are we now? Why is this I a- make you dig through shit to get a good sentiment. I know, and I, I you know, and I, maybe I'm being a little too hard on you, and I apologize. But you did, you know, within five minutes, have a stool on your head and your ass out. <laughs> within five, I'm like, his ass is out. It's five. You do- <laughs> Why don't you? Don't you was, close with uh, the ass out? It and was. Then- it was seven. <laughs> it was seven and a half. To be fair, Mark. <laughs> Maybe that's true. Why the? Let me ask you a question. Like, I don't even want to perform in Florida. Like, what made you go? Like, this is. I'm going to be outdoors in fucking Miami. They were the only motherfuckers open. (laughs) (laughs) It's either that or Texas. I'm. I'm going to choose Miami. I'm sorry. Oh, so you shot during the pandemic? Yeah. Oh, I shot in May. And nobody was, there was all these regulations you had to do outdoor. Like, yeah. it, I don't want to film an outdoor special. I had to film an outdoor I special. I couldn't believe it. It was, it's hard because- it Looked hard. It's fucking impossible. Yeah. You got helicopters flying yeah. over, yeah. airplanes, it's right and by the It looked airport. like a big There's crowd. A carnival. Did you even sell tickets or just put no, signs I, I up? I gave them up. I gave them up. Yeah. I gave them up. Yeah. I, I could have sold tickets. Like when I did my just special- like parks oh. open for Marlin. <laughs> Is that what you did? How did you get the audience? Don't feed the animal. <laughs> Just wandered in. <laughs> what? It looked like there was, it a, was I, an amphitheater. Oh, oh! So it was enclosed. I couldn't tell. It was enclosed. It looked like you just set up shop. You know, they built a platform. <laughs> you know, put your initials on it, and you waited for people to come. Charlie Barnett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. right. Uh, Charlie. Um, yeah, wow. man. I've been heard that name in a while. Yeah, man. I've, I've been around. I'm older than my face looks. Do you um, remember Charlie in New York? Yeah, he. Was, I remember when he was the Nook Man. Remember mm. he was the Nook Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me yeah, and yeah. my brothers, we, I was going to Comedy Cellar and around that neighborhood. Like Damon would take me and Sean out when we was like. Oh, he was in, when he was in Washington Square Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. used to go by there, and you know, and then I saw him, him and Chappelle out there one time. Right. And so you mm-hmm. know, look. Here's the beauty <sighs> of comedy. When Chappelle was, uh, I, you know, the resurrection of Charlie but yeah. via Chappelle. <laughs> you can't make Charlie anything but Charlie, though. Turns out, yeah, yeah. But he tried. Yeah. Um, here's the thing, like, but as a comedian, you know, you can perform literally anywhere. I've seen you yeah. at some weird, fucking places performing. I've yeah. seen you at coffee houses. Yeah, sure. Coffee shops. I don't like. It, I though. think you bumped me. You, you bumped me a few times. No, I did not. Yeah, but why I, would I bump you? You had I, a lot to I say. Never, I, n- <laughs> I never bumped you. You were mostly at the improv. No, I. Ne- uh, you know, it's funny when I first what? started. I would go to the coffee shops. You did. I go to the coffee shops. I go to that little weird place. It was like on between like Santa Monica, um, not Boulevard, Santa Monica Boulevard. It was like in this little like it was like a, I don't know a fucking yeah a stage. A, a, was it like the Uncabaret? Was yes. it that place? Like, off, like off Robertson? 
No, right, no, th- no. If this was further east. Oh. And then I seen you downtown. I got to always see you at these weird places, and everybody be so excited. When I first got here. No, but you were so funny. Like, yeah. you could talk, though. Yeah. And you were smart. I yeah. was like, this nigga reads the newspaper. Yeah, yeah. He don't yeah. watch the news. Yeah. This motherfucker reads I'm the do- paper. I'm, I'm doing the thinking, man. I'm doing the big thing. And I noticed that, like, you know, you kind of, like, I, I saw that in the special from Miami. He's like, he's kind of doing me a little bit. He's like, you know, he's. <laughs> it's when I he, pull my ass out. Yeah, he's, the, he's, the thinking, he's thinking. <laughs> You know, he's like, he's like halfway to having some good thoughts, this guy. <laughs> I'm not a thinking man. I'm just not. No, you are. You are. I am, but different. Here's the thing. Like, you know, what I, I like the best though is when you like, you know, you made it seem like you were like, like, you know, when you're telling the story about, you know, getting busted for, uh, for cheating, for, for cheating, you're, you're sort of like, am I going to do this? <laughs> am I, I going to tell you guys? Yeah. You know what I'm going to do? Like, Fuck it. <laughs> Like, wow, he's really going to lay something out here. He's really he's and then finally the, going to tell this 10-year-old story. And then the quicksand hit. Yeah. Hey, let me tell you something. What? It could be 40 years old. When you get caught cheating, I, I still know. hear, it's like it happened yesterday. I can't get over it. The kids can't get over it. I'm like, come on. What was that? like? Fuck, I'm not even with the, 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 the bitch anymore. It's 2013 or 14? Long time ago. I, I, I knocked it out of my memory. So anyway, so you started As far as I'm those, concerned, it was yesterday. Uh, no, I get it. I, you know, when... <laughs> When you do something embarrassing and stupid and you don't get away with it. <laughs> it was the dumbest shit ever. It was funny. You thought you had it though. I mean, you're on a boat. I'm right? on a boat, but I got like, what's those things? Floaties. Yeah. I, I can't swim that good. Yeah. What's those things you put on kids' arms? The tu- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what that is. <laughs> a yeah. tubi or some yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah. I look so not cool. It was just. Oh, that was. I don't know the picture. I didn't, I'm not up to speed I'm on it. Ca- happened a long time ago. You got to get. You got to watch see the pictures. Oh, yeah. They're oh. good, huh? Proud, yeah. proud moment. And I can't, I can't erase it. I've been trying to get it off. That when you Google Marlon Wayans yacht, if you ever do, it, that Still picture there? shows. They're up all there, all the time. So, but wait, you, where'd you grow up? Speaking of segues, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, because we're talking about New York. I'm, I'm good at this, man. I'm just trying to get off the yacht, you know. <laughs> trying to go, go back to the beginning. And, I kind of like the yacht. Like, I like staying there. Does you feel, feel that? Feel that uncomfortableness, Mark? Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm sorry, it didn't work out for you. Now you're feeling yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. Th- this is this yeah. is why I pull my ass out and put chairs on my head in the first the seven chair, minutes. You fucked the chair. I, I fucked many chairs. <laughs> you lucky, but Tracy Morgan gets him pregnant. <laughs> he gets everything pregnant. He got baby chairs. <laughs> he got a whole whole world of baby chairs around. <laughs> He don't care. He's like he doesn't. Got, I got Walmart money. <laughs> I got I got Target money. I swear, when that happened, I was like, "Fuck!" Is it Target? I thought it was Walmart. I wonder how much Best Buy would pay. <laughs> he's so fucking funny, but you know, you crazy. just don't. Yeah, he's definitely crazy. Like, you, sometimes you sit down with him and you're like, "What are we gonna? What's gonna happen?" <laughs> Bro, I did a movie with Tracy. We Which did one? a Little Man. Yeah, and. I didn't know he, he got naked in every club. He always had his shirt off. He'd walk around, and he'd be, I'm going to get you pregnant. I'm going to get you pregnant. And he'd start fights, and I'd just be like, Tracy, <laughs> I, I just want to cage him. Because I was like, yo, we're producing a movie. We, we got to get you to work tomorrow. You, <laughs> you can't reason with him, though. <laughs> Fuck no. At a point, you just got to join him. I took my shirt off. I was like, let's go get people pregnant. <laughs> But I grew up in New York, uh, Manhattan, 16th Street and 9th Avenue. See, I didn't realize that. All you guys did? Yeah, right in the um, 16th Street and 9th Avenue, across from Ch- Cat Steak. Back in the day, it was the ghetto. 16th and 9th? 16th and 9th. Now yeah. it's the meatpacking district. 
Right. It was a uh, well. It was the meat packing district, but it was it was the hood. But it wasn't cool. No, it wasn't it cool. Was just, it was actually meat. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't uh, uh, fancy uh, clothes shopping <laughs> and, and and upscale eateries. It was just like guys moving carcasses around. Right. It was with bloody smocks <laughs> on, yeah, all and over it the place. smelled like. Death, Me- <laughs> like fucking death. death. Yeah, and that's where we, we we grew up. But now it's fucked up. I I don't have no street cred. I I I tell people, nigga, I'm from Chelsea. Like motherfucker, the meat packing district. Shut yeah. the fuck. I up. went to a nice restaurant in Chelsea. <laughs> so, but we're we're the ten. How many are there? Ten. Five boys. Do you five know boys. them all? My brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Dwayne, <laughs> Keenan, Kim, Deidre, Nadia, Devon, Elvira, Damon, Sean, Marlon. And Shantae's Elvira's daughter? Shantae is Elvira's daughter. Yeah, I, I interviewed and her. She's funny. Yeah, oh, she yeah. put Shantae on before me? I did. Wow, that's fucking crazy. Well, I probably tried to get you, but wow. you know, like... Would you put my knee... Actually, this was scheduled for three days ago, and you just made it. <laughs> <laughs> but I did that on purpose. You know, we're, there's a great buddy comedy team uh, budding here. I you know, don't even I, see it, Mark. I know, I know. You I'm refuse the, to acknowledge... I'm the straight guy. This. I'm the straight guy, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, you're the annoyed guy. I'm the, yeah, right, right. I'm, you're, I'm, the, you're crazy. I'm Abbott. No, you're yeah. Abbott. I'm Costello. Yeah, that's right. This is Laurel and right. Hardy. Yeah. You, you're Hardy. First? Who's on first? I'm Laurel. Who's on first? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. You want me to get the script up? So, were you ever... Did you? But so you were... When they were went to L.A., you were still in New York. They so they like there's a big difference in age, right? Uh, Fifteen years between me and Keenan, thirteen between uh, Damon and I, and uh, only a year and a half between me and Sean. But Sean, you would think was twenty five years older than me for some reason. What's he doing? Just bullying me around. Really? Yeah. Still? Yeah. He's gonna do that for the rest of his life, no matter what happens. He always knows he can punch me in the chest, and I stood up for myself one day, and yeah. I was like, "Look, enough of this shit." You can't punk me in front of my son. He was like, go get me some water. I, Nigga, I got my son. You can't punk me. Do it for I punch you in the chest. And at a point, I told him I, I can't discipline my son because I go, hey, clean your room. And he's like, yo, yeah. shut up I get Uncle Sean to punch you in your chest. I'm like, you're emasculating me in front of my fucking kids. So, I mean, I love, love, love when my was that, like a couple weeks ago? Or? No, it was about, about two years ago. <laughs> he still bullies me, and it's okay. But I guess that's just brother shit, right? I have an inherent fear. I actually got up in weight one day, one year. I did GI Joe, and I put on. I went from 170 pounds to 225 pounds. Muscle? Uh huh. Wow. And I dared Sean to fuck with me. Really? <laughs> and he was like, "Yo, you look good." He would compliment, "You look great." Yeah, hey, man. I know yeah. abs are nice. Yo, man, good, great size for you. Yeah. And he waited me out. Yeah. Because he knew that I was only going to carry that weight. <laughs> The duration of the film, right? And my next movie was like Requiem for a Dream, or some shit. So I had to lose all this weight and get small again. Yeah, and he started and he bullying me the fucking kid. <laughs> he waited though. He waited me out. So, so are you? You're the youngest. I'm the baby. Oh. Six uh, out of ten. And you're uh, like, why so many kids? I don't fucking know. Was it a religious thing? No TV. Uh-huh. No, my dad's Joe Witness and my mom is Baptist. Uh-huh. So I don't know. And they Did couldn't they... afford the kids. Oh, <laughs> It's one thing. It's like, you niggas couldn't afford 10 kids. If you had two, Who can they would struggle kids? too. But yeah. 10? 
I'm surprised we're alive. Like yeah. we should have ate each other, like cannibal, <laughs> like an airplane that crashed in the fucking mountains. What you? What did he do? Your dad? Um, he sold. He quit nice paying jobs that had yeah. benefits because he used to work at Jake's Drake's Cake. Yeah, and he worked at Guinness. Um, Guinness Stout. Yeah, and he was a, a um, like a, a rep. Like he was yeah. making money. Like, oh, yeah. He was an executive. Right, and um. He quit because they asked him to go entertain and take some clients to a strip club. Yeah. And my dad, being religious, was like, nah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. And that was it? My mother was like, Nick, if you don't take these motherfuckers, them niggas to this strip club and get that money. (laughs) Why didn't she just send one of you to take them? (laughs) I would have, too. Um, I I was too young to get in at the time. Um, He um, quit. And he started his own business. He started selling sunglasses and condoms and, you know, the Venus and Serena bear beads? Yeah. He sold beads. He would buy them wholesale, put them on a card, and sell them to all the bodegas. Yeah. Sunglasses. My mother so called hustling. Him, hustling. My yeah. mother called him Benny the Bead Man. <laughs> <laughs> Did they stay together? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. My, here's the beauty. They stayed together 63 years. My mother and they argued every fucking day, multiple times. Yeah, and sometimes my mother did a marathon where she cursed him out for twenty four hours straight. And so sixty three years of marriage. My mother calls me up one day. She goes, "Baby boy, you sitting down?" Yeah. I said, "Yeah." She goes, "I got some terrible news for you." I said, "What, ma?" She said, "I'm divorcing your father." <laughs> I said, "Bitch, about time. <laughs> you should have did this so many years ago." Like literally, I, I, I like that was set. And then why, I'm like, why did you wait till 63 years? I'm like, you only got like she was 80 at the time. I'm like you got 80. two years left, ma. <laughs> She's like, I can't wait it out. I I don't want that nigga to die and leave me with his bad credit. <laughs> Is that what it was? <laughs> <laughs> and did are they around either? No, my mom passed. Yeah. Uh, right after we did respect, my mom passed. Oh really? I'm yeah. sorry, man. Did you was it was she sick? Yeah, my mom had, well, she's six. My, my mom had everything. My yeah. mom had diabetes, um, high blood pressure, no kidney, uh. cancer. At a point, God was just like, you know what? I'm going to do this shit myself. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. came down and just snuffed the out. Took so, her. you know, it was, yeah. it was hard. That's one of the reasons she? why I started doing stand up again. Yeah. She was 83 when she passed, and I was born on my mom's birthday. Yeah. So. We used to share birthdays together. Yeah. And there was oh, always a nice. big celebration. Yeah. And now that she's not here, it's the loneliest fucking day. Really? <laughs> I haven't I haven't smiled on a birthday yet. Uh, I cry. Do you? I have two cakes, one with her name on it. No, it's you. so sad. <laughs> do you? I fuck yeah. I'm dead serious. I was in, I went to a strip club in Miami for my my birthday this year. Did and they bring the, your to, mom's uh, cake out? At this <laughs> no. Okay. But how sad would that be? Bad. But I had all this money, and I was giving it to the strip, to the to the dancers, yeah. and I was just like, I was fucking miserable. Yeah. I had all these beautiful women around me. Yeah. With their vaginas out, and the only vaginas are out too. Yeah. Huh. It was at eleven, huh. and the only vagina I cared about was the one that I came out of, and so I. Is left. this for the next special? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but uh, let me write it down. Is this your opening? Did it make bit? you uncomfortable? No, I'm all right. Uh, fuck. That. Yeah, I, then it's not gonna work. No, no. I, I like that you that you have no boundaries in talking about your <laughs> children's genitalia or your genitalia. I don't mind. I like it. It's relieving. You know what it is? What? For me, it 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 is relieving. Yeah. Like I don't. I like taking me and making fun of me and the things around me yeah. because that gives me. A smile. I, I I learned like talking about the world is fine. Yeah, but I'd rather talk about my damage to give myself yeah. some kind of therapy or not. You know what? I like just have lot. fun. Uh, the uh, the getting robbed bit by fans. Oh, the you know what it is? Yeah, the first time you do that. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Like, that that was very funny to me. The guys were like, "You're the guy, Marwin." No, I like his shit, but yeah, yeah, off yeah, niggas yeah, be hungry yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, you know what it is. So you actually right. like some of it, Mark? No, oh, I good. like you. I like it. I thought it was funny. Thank you, you man. Know? I appreciate that. Yeah, well, I just I'm busting your balls. You no, know? It's, you know, it's only number two. I, 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 I'm still really young in the. Um, How old are you? In the stand-up game, I've only been doing stand-up ten years. Is that true? Mm-hmm. I started when I was thirty-eight. Why do I feel like I saw the two of you doing it? You know, when you were younger, I dabbled in it when I was younger with him, I, right? With Sean, Didn't with you Sean. And Sean, Sean stayed consistent. Like, oh, okay, I would go to the comedy. You were like I'd the actor. Him. I was the actor, was, and now you're like, I can get in on this. <laughs> they've lowered, they, they've lowered the bar, and any any Wayans can do this now. I just, I just gotta put some shit together. It doesn't fucking matter. You're a dick. Oh my god, you're such an asshole. But wait, man. So, but I saw you. Where did I? By the way, you're getting really good. Oh, they're talking really well about you in respect. Are they? Mm -hmm. I feel like I feel like there's. You're probably thinking like, um, you know, I got a shot at the statue, right? No, I don't think. I don't. I've I've been in this industry. For thirty years, are of you my surprised life. you haven't won an Oscar for one of the scary movies? I'm, I get mad, N- nigga. This is how bad it is. I can't even win a fucking Razzie. You telling me? I get nominated so many times. Can you fucking just give me one? I, just to win? I get nothing. Anything? I, get I haven't nothing. got an Emmy nod. I have over one hundred and fifty episodes of television. I got not one mm. Emmy nod. No, nothing for a Requiem. Nothing. I Re- got. Here's the one award I got. Best Weed Head from High Times Magazine for a scary movie and Don't Be a Menace. That's not nothing. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's no Oscar. <laughs> but I think you were overlooked for, you know, the white girls movie. I really think that. Uh, it, uh, I will say this. Yes. Okay. <laughs> People sleep on how much work something like that is. I don't know. Do they? You made money? I mean, what do you mean? They do you know sleep how much on it. Work that was. Do you no, know how hard I it can't is imagine to, to, to put that fucking makeup on. Seven and... hours of makeup. Then we work fourteen hours. No, it's That's crazy. That's a twenty-one hour day. Yeah. Then it takes an hour to take the makeup off. But it... so we got to perform on two hours sleep for sixty-five days. It's fucking impossible. But it it did well, right? Killed. Yeah. So I mean, they, no one sleeps on it. They're just not going to give you the big awards. It did. It, you know, we got it, nominated for. Five Razzies and didn't win. Mm. Sad. Yeah. No, but like, yeah, I thought that this movie, I thought you were great in it. You know that there that oh, in, uh, in respect, oh, like in you, just man. even the scenes we did, and then I saw the movie, and I, I think that that character, the the guy who doesn't know he's like a clown, 
in a way. Yeah. You know, like he's like sort of, you know, got these anger and jealousy problems. But yeah. like, it's, it's it's not that he's a comic character, but he's ridiculous. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it's kind of uh it's it's kind of sad. He thinks he's in right power and exactly. control when really he's not. And you know, all he does is is really he's a catalyst. He helps her find how powerful she is because she relinquished power and gave it to him. Yes. But empowerment, and that's what that movie is really about, is about female empowerment. When she takes the power from him and empowers herself, and you see she's she's the queen. She's the Right. Queen. Well, it's what's interesting that whole thing is that like how much did you study him? I mean, they don't they he's Ted, not right? Yeah, Ted, Ted's not Aretha. Like no, but like there was some footage, right? It was like a, a minute bit. and a half where you could kind of study, like yeah, 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 uh, yeah, the pentameter yeah. and how he spoke. But right, I didn't right. get much. I got well, the great part was, and I didn't get a lot of text. I got what was in the script. Yeah, and I was able to build a character based on what I, you know, what people right. were saying about him based on the situation. So I right. kind of made a, a original kind of piece, and I could give him layers and texture, and you know, and all, and instead of playing him as an abusive man. I just played him as an insecure dude. You right. Know what I mean, a, right. A, a guy with, you know, damaged people, people, damaged people. You got to be in a really bad place to hit a woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I was taught, walk away no matter what, don't yeah. engage. Right. And, you know, that takes a certain security as a man. An insecure man lays his hands on women and thinks that's power. It's not. Yeah. So he had to be really damaged. So I, that's what I, I built for him. You like, focused on that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's sort of interesting that the way Jennifer was playing those scenes when she was still with you, it's almost like she's in a trance mm -hmm. because she, you know, she's just beholden to whatever. The, well, she's got says, no power. Yeah. yeah. But like, you know, you know that I knew that from watching that old fo footage of Aretha, that that's what Jennifer was doing. Right. You know, just flat line. You and know, how just amazing kinda, is she in the movie? It's great. It's great. I, there was days of people like, what, what are you, what are you doing today? I'm going to work to watch Jennifer win a couple of Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when she sang, when she man, sang, man, crazy. people don't stand. That was live. It was crazy. That was live. Like, think about if all day long you singing all day long. She never got hoarse. Yeah. Never asked for lemon water or tea. Yeah. This woman is a machine. Yeah. I was just like, yo. There were scenes I would we drop our character. Like, oh, did you hear that? No. <laughs> like, she's amazing, man. She's amazing. <laughs> By the way, you're yeah. you're the best. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> work yeah. if you ever get a chance, please yeah. work with Mark. Yeah. This guy we had some good times. You're crazy. You know, when, when, <laughs> how about the lunch? Okay, uh, <laughs> 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 so yeah, what, right, what so, did they do? I can't. So remember. we're at lunch. Yeah, and we're all eating together. Yeah. Mark said, <laughs> oh, no. we're, we're laughing and yeah. talking shit like like Mark does, and uh. A guy walks over to the table and he starts talking. Yeah. And Mark turns around and he goes, who the fuck are you? <laughs> and he's like, I'm the producer of the movie. Oh, yeah? What's your name? <laughs> and what kind of producer are you? Story? What, what kind? Yeah. What, what are you? The money guy? He goes, kind of. I'm the head of the studio. And Mark goes, oh. <laughs> you are? And he doubles down like, yeah, I bet you are. Good job you're doing. And he turns to me and goes, didn't this guy get canned this morning? <laughs> he did. He did. Oh, God. Worse. That was you're terrible. Worse. You're was crazy. Terrible. But I didn't know. You know, I had to stay in it. I had to stay in it. You did. I was just I like, know. pull out of it. Pull out. 
It's like that uncomfortableness when you're watching me on my special. Like, I, I, you know what it is. You know what it is. He, he was taking it, though, man. He was taking it. He knew he was finished. He knew he was finished, Marlon. He was. There was nothing he could do. But you kept tumbling down. I know, but he could, he'll come back in yeah. another position. I Who the fuck are you? <laughs> like, who told you to sit at our table and give a But I was, I was being funny about it. I know. Uh, I forgot about that. But you the wouldn't back of, down. You was like, oh, I yeah. Had, well, I had to say face. Had the and studio. Like, <laughs> like, what kind of producer yeah, are you? I, I, but I was just, I just, I just thought I'd stay in the tone, you know? <laughs> Yo, oh, you did shit God. on the set. Oh, God. That would make... Thank God it. he had been fired. <laughs> what was he going to do, though? What are they going to do? It's not the fucking 70s. That he's was... like, I want that Jew off of this set. But he's playing the main Jew. I don't give a shit. We'll get another Jew. <laughs> oh, my God. We it had some so laughs, funny. man. I, that one time, what? one set. Oh, watching the guy. Do, I, I hate you. Do the business. What? What? <laughs> doing the business. It's so, it wasn't really mean, but we were getting a kick out of it. <laughs> All right, so we're on oh, set. no. Yeah. And we're filming a scene in yeah. the movie. Yeah. And there's a a, a, a guy who has a role. Yeah. Not, he's not talking, though. He's not talking. But he's an important character. He's an impo- uh, he's a, he's a engineer. Right. And yeah. so <laughs> he's doing his stuff, and you know it's his. It is before his take. Now he's rehearsing. And yeah, yeah. They're, they're on the cameras on other people. Yeah, but this guy is doing all kind of yeah. stuff. He's yeah. like you know pencils, pencil, and, yeah, writing and things, and writing, and, changing notes. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Walking over to the band members yeah. and telling them what pointing, what what, yeah. what key to play in. Yeah, yeah. You know, he grabs a guy's guitar and plucks it a couple t- yeah, yeah. tunes his guitar. <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot, a lot of business. <laughs> Mark turns over to me and he goes, "This guy got a lot of business, huh?" <laughs> And he says this to me while we're filming. <laughs> and I look over and I'm watching this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and for the rest of the day, I can't unsee it. <laughs> I fucking can't unsee it. Because then it seems like he gets more, more business. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to make it interesting. I mean, I understand it. You know what's really weird about that, dude? Oh, is man. I watch some of the video some of the old footage of that guy he's and playing works. well no but he he like they're like when he's conducting yeah. you remember yeah, yeah, i'm yeah, like yeah. oh my god he's doing the guy <laughs> so like like the only people that are going to notice that is going to be like that guy's daughter it's like oh he got that's the, the way essence of yeah, that exactly with the hip sway he did good he did good everybody did good that was a level of commitment on that set. Like everybody was committed. The best thing, Except the best you. choice I ever. It was just there to clown on everybody. You're they, the worst. I know. No, we just were having some laughs. You're crazy. I can't the, do serious scenes, and you tell me stuff like this guy got a lot of business. Look how much business he got. Boy, is he busy. And you kept saying it <laughs> yeah it was i it could have been mean but i don't think it was my the best choice if he heard it it would have been me yeah the but, best choice that i made in that and i watched this in the movie you remember when you get in my face yeah and i don't fucking move that was the best choice i made because i'm thinking about that like i like if that were mark i would have been like what's up man <laughs> drop back but Jerry, you just stood right there. You come right up into my face. I'm like, what is it? <laughs> you didn't flinch. You didn't blink. Nothing. You just like nothing. 
Nothing. Because I think your character knew that this shit was temporary. Yeah. And you was just And also that so you were you were full of full of shit. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah Can yeah. I say shit? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I was full of shit. And that that's and he was insecure and you're like, all right, yeah. whatever, Aretha. Yeah. I gotta yeah. deal with this fucking guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was ex- it was exciting, man. It looks so fucking good, the movie. Yeah. Uh, right. Liesel's amazing. Jesus. A- everybody, every all departments. I've yeah. never worked on a movie where every department showed up Looks and so gave good. their aid. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I can't be mad at the guy, the conductor or the engineer that was had all the business because- It's great. We all had- Business. Business. Well, that's the thing is like, you know, I, I was just being funny because it's funny on the set, but like in order to make, and that guy's a real actor, in order to make yeah. acting interesting and not just sort of like, because it's a lot of waiting around, right? Yeah. And it's a lot of repetition. Yeah. So like, and I'm just learning this shit. Like in order to make it interesting, you've got to- immerse yourself in it or else it's just going to be like uh, it's going to feel like a tedious waste of time right i mean you must have done roles in your life where you're like oh my god uh, no because I, I i think i've always given myself a story it's yeah what liesel used to always tell us oh really you have to give your character a story what's your story in this scene because everybody has a function in the scene so when tell she me came that to us oh when did you, you get the lesson? How come I didn't get the lesson? You was too just, busy. You was too busy watching business? the guy's business. Yeah, just, she just told me to just do the business I'm doing. Like you got, I got some good business going. No, then you started doing business. You go, you would turn to me, and go, hey, hey, mom, look, I'm doing business, and you started turning knobs. It turns knobs. Yes, it reminded me that I need to. Need to get my pencil. You, you drank. You dropping a pencil. No, you you drank some water. No, you started doing that, and then I started looking at every time I would look at you, and business. you was doing business. I would laugh because I look over at him, and he's doing business. Yeah, got business on both sides. Got business. Tell me about this story, though. I want to learn. What's the, oh, you got to give yourself a, your character what, in what, every scene. Yeah, what's your character going through? Even if you don't have lines, right? right? The right. scene that the guy had the business. I had a story. Uh, sure, when she was singing, what yeah. was she singing about? I was feeling powerless. I was watching her and her family bond again. Mm. My, Ted was watching, you know, the destruction of his empire and his control on Aretha. Right. And so those words was resonating to him, and that's why when he jumped back in to take center stage again yeah. he's a clown right and he's coming from an insecure place and when the camera comes to him that's all that's going on in my my mind because yeah. the actors when they come in for that close-up they're looking into your soul right and so they need to see that story that insecurity oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It informs your your face your 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 yeah your, yeah your, your brows your you, you'd be surprised what when you give yourself the story how yeah. it informs the audience of what your character and you always through. did this or, um, or, or did you not call it that? I, I didn't call it that, but yeah. I've always done it. But when Liesl said, what's your story? And every night I would go home and if I had a scene where that lines or not, yeah. I came in with a story. Yeah. And then she would be like, no, nah, that's the wrong story you're telling. This is your story. Really? Yeah, sometimes. So you had that, that thing with her? Like I never know. What would she tell you? Just go, Mark. Mark. Be Mark. <laughs> well, she's like, you're doing great. You know, I'm like, do you want anything? She's like, no, it's great. And I'm but like, that's okay. what's great about her. She, you didn't need it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I, no, you was I, it. You, yeah. You had a, you had a tough demeanor. Like you, you believed in the girl. Like yeah, that was you right. was on sp- spot on with your character. Yeah. And I think uh, 
for me, it was a, a lot more Nuanced. complicated. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, yeah. the character, he right. was abusive. Right. Why was he abusive? He was married, but he was a player. There was a lot of like conflicting yeah. things going on. And so the whole I, history with that guy. Yeah. From when she was younger. He yeah. was around. Yeah. So they, he, Well, I got, you know who I heard from? You know, uh, David Hood, the guy who played bass in the Real Muscle Shoals band. Yeah. I know his son. Patterson, who's in a band called Drive By Truckers and does solo work, but he 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 texted me yesterday and said that David went to the premiere of the of the movie, really, his dad, and said that I nailed it. That you know Jerry was like a father to his father, oh, and dope. he said that, and I'm like, that's pretty good. Did you look at footage? I looked at a, oh yeah, no, I I uh, I read his autobiography, okay, and there was a little bit of footage, not a lot, but there was there was a weird interview on YouTube of him as an old man, and then there was some of the, the in that chunk of from that TV show that they depicted in the movie. There's stuff from that oh, of that's him beautiful, talking. Man. I, I I didn't get. I wish I had that. Yeah, no, no. Ted I, ain't had no book, and everybody call to talk about, about Ted. You get, I don't want to talk about that nigga. Really? <laughs> so you you were in touch with family and shit. I tried, and they was like, he's dead though, right? That guy? No, he's still alive. Is he? Yeah, I tried to reach out. I, I called Glenn Turman, and yeah. uh, you know uh, to get some information because Glenn went to performing arts high school. So yeah, I've known Glenn Turman. I, we worked together on sex Sexuplets. I love Glenn. Yeah. And so I called him up. I was like, Hey, Glenn, do you know anything about um, Ted White? Oh, well, you know, uh, I really don't know because me and Ree and he started going to me and Ree, Ree, uh, the way we were. And uh, hey, nigga, I ain't calling about y'all relationship. <laughs> I need to know about the nigga before you. Oh, I don't know shit about him. <laughs> Uh, so am I in the movie? Nah, <laughs> you were actually a good a good nigga in her life, so you didn't yeah. make the movie. Oh, oh I guess uh, no news is good news. <laughs> Glenn Turman, yeah, wonderful actor, yeah, wonderful actor. Jehovah Witnesses, though, do we brought up Jehovah Witness? Yeah, my dad's Jehovah Witness. But so you brought up with it? My father, I get it. But did he make you do it? Oh, my mama didn't play that shit. Right. So it my mom was like, Mm-mm. my father used to have to sneak Bible studies. When my mom was out, he'd be like, uh, d- d- quick, Corinthians, love, love is, blah, blah, blah. okay, bye, mom's coming. <laughs> what you doing? Ah, oh, just watch some TV. My father never, my mother didn't play that, because my, my dad. How could you have been creative if, like, if you had, isn't Jehovah Witnesses very restrictive? Like, yeah, the, no very, dancing. My no, mother, my mother yeah. was like, you know, my, put it this way, my, 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 they let you dance. It's not a cult. It's, all right, all right, it's, yeah. They let you dance, but they just don't celebrate Christmas. Okay. And and but my mom, okay, put it this way, my dad didn't want me to go to performing arts high school. Right. I auditioned. My dad yeah. said, "No, you can't go." Yeah. And they was like, "Why?" He goes, "Because you got to wear tights, and there's a lot of kids there, yeah. and you know they're a, a kind of you know a little weird with homosexuality, and so he was afraid that." You know th- that uh, be exposed to that being at that school. Yeah, and he said he didn't want me to go. And he was bro- afraid of you turning gay. Yeah, at bro- the performance art high school. And, and my brother Keenan was two hundred and sixty pounds of muscle, and he said, "You're not going to do that to my little brother's dreams. He's going to go on to that audition, <laughs> yeah. and if he gets in the school, he's going to go. Yeah. And if not, you're going to talk to me." <laughs> And my dad was like, all right, you can go to school, but you can't wear tights. <laughs> and so I was the only kid in performing arts high school in sweatpants when everybody else was in tights. I made a deal with my teacher, Mr. Treitler, that I, I, I cried to him. He said, I'll tell you what, Marlon, if you, in fact, come to this school and you do great things, yeah. you, I, will, 
I will let you wear sweatpants. <laughs> and, you know, that's why I'm working as hard as I am. And one day when I get something beside a Razzie, I'm going to thank Mr. Treitler for allowing me to come to school it's without funny. tights. It's funny because on, on this new special, you're kind of wearing tights. No, it's just <laughs> that's a fuck you to my dad. Don't tell him. Uh, <laughs> actually, it's just tight leather pants. Yeah, I know. I know. It is kind of tight. <laughs> <laughs> finally, it's not that big of a deal. Finally, you're wearing tights. Finally, <laughs> you finally feel free <laughs> to wear the tights at forty nine. Yeah. yeah. So wait, but at that point, Keenan, like, was Keenan still in New York? So you knew him when he was like doing the improv and shit. Well, I mean, he's your brother, but I mean, did I know rem- Keenan? No, did, but you remember because there's yeah. like Keenan doing uh, the improv, the in old Hell's improv, Kitchen? like yeah, on Hell's yeah. Kitchen. Yeah, him and Damon. Yeah, I was too young to go to that, but once they moved to California, I was about eight. You know, uh, Silver's still alive. Really, the Silver Friedman. She lives with Zoe in the back house. Really, yeah. And they still Crazy. get five percent on yeah, yeah. Uh, the improv. Every set I do. Oh no, they get five percent on improv. Brea and Irvine, that's, but that's Bud, not her. Oh, it's not. They're not together. I heard that. Were they married? They, they were, but I think the deal in the divorce was, you know, Bud got everything west of Forty Sixth Street. <laughs> Silver could have that block, that that improv, and he got everything out. What's crazy is there is no east and west on Forty Sixth Street. What does that run? It's like north and north south. north and south. Yeah, but true? it still fun. It works. It's funny. It's Doesn't actually it? funnier. No, I think that I think that Forty Six goes east and west. Don't the avenues go up and down? North. Yeah, and but south? you said. East of forty six. Oh yeah, right. So it keeps going. Yes. Right. So, so it would be east. Of, so so she's east she, of every, Ninth west, that, west of Ninth Avenue. Avenue. Right. right. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it was right there. Ninth and forty sixth. That was where it was. That's where it was. Pretty much. And right. I, I went to perform outside high school right on sixty six and eleventh. Uh, and so you, you, but you couldn't go see Damon at the Improv or or, not, or Keenan. Not back then, but but when I came, when so they came to California, I used to come. I was eight years old. Yeah. And I. Actually went on stage with Robert Townsend, me, Sean, and my nephew Damien one Christmas. Yeah, and Robert was telling us Christmas. He did like this Christmas time, him, man, Christmas character. He was really great comedian, really smart. I mean, He's really a smart uh, guy, clean guy, very nice clean. guy. Yes. You know, like no menace. No, <laughs> you know, like I remember, like Keenan. Like a lot of people don't know his standup. Because like he, you Keenan know, was extremely funny stuff. Yeah, it was, but it was sort of straight up joke stuff. Right, it was jokes and stories. My family, we all like we have a kind of twisted like sense of humor, yeah. And we like to joke about ourselves, joke yeah. about lives, yeah, joke about our lives, joke about things that happened to us. You know, I think I saw him when I was a doorman at the store, right when he was done, like you know, like right towards the end of him doing stand up. No, but he he still. We all did a tour together, me, him, Danny, yeah. and Sean, and but, you all know, of night us, to night, man, night to night. I'm saying. What do you mean? Like going out every night, oh, working yeah. the shit. Uh, he got tired of it. Yeah, yeah. Mm, fuck this. I'm going to go create me a TV show. Yeah, he did. But he? he took all the things in stand-up, and he, he, Keaton's like such a visionary. Like some people like- Living Color was his vision. He's a he, yeah. he, he was the visionary, and Damon was like his right hand. Yeah. And the two of them did some amazing shit, and they inspired my entire family. For sure. He was in- wasn't he in Townsend's movie? He Keenan co- was. He, he co-wrote. co-wrote uh, and he was in the uh, Jerry Curl. Uh, Hollywood Shuffle, in, yeah. In the Jerry Curl, Curl, bit, yeah. Curl. Do the Jerry Curl. <gasps> oh, 
yeah, yeah. Give me back my activator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You understand? I'm in high school when this. I was in performing arts high school, yeah. ninth grade, yeah. when that movie came out. Then he did "I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker," yeah. and I flew out to California to 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 actually to be in the movie, but yeah. I came out too late. I was supposed to do Chris Rock's part, yeah. but I came out too late. One rib, I was supposed to do that part, yeah. but I came out too late because my, I was because I was still in school. Yeah. So when I came out, he put us in the Fly Guy scene when Fly Guy was walking down the block with the goldfish shoes right. and his shoes broke. Me and my brother Sean are in the background laughing at his shoes. So that was the first time I was on- um, On camera? Yeah. And like when I was a doorman at the store, I used to watch Damon all the time. Damon told me, don't give a fuck about the audience. He didn't. You say what the fuck you're going to say, because as a performer, you have to be free enough to do whatever the fuck you want to do. And That's everybody, true. especially nowadays, they're so judgmental. Yeah. And when Damon felt you're judgmental, he'd fuck Push with it. you. Yeah, he totally. Would, he, would, he wouldn't even give you jokes. He'd sit on stage, and he, yeah. he'd fart in the mic and go, this yeah. room stinks. And yeah. he would leave. <laughs> I, I seen him leave the stage. Yeah. One time he went on, he did the invisible comic. Yeah. Because the audience was being weird. Yeah. And he went behind the camera and he, I mean, behind the curtain. Yeah. And he did his whole act audio. Yeah. And it, he was just free, man. And would you would think he was high on something, but he wasn't. No, the thing w was great is that, like, when he felt it, like when he was just riffing in one of the weird characters that he would do, mm -hmm. he'd just keep going. Yeah. He'd just yeah, and, and, and you just watch it, just like watch you guys be like, "What is? How far is this gonna go?" But you know what? That's all of us. That's yeah. all comedians. I used to watch Sam Kinison bomb. I was a kid going to the Always. comedy store. Yeah, Sam Kinison bomb literally. Yeah. every night. Yeah, until one day he hit this note. Yeah, where he, the anger, something yeah. happened. Sure, he got, he got angry. funny. And he, yeah, yeah. And he became hilarious at first people didn't know what to do with it he can still bomb you know yeah, yeah but sometimes when you stay in it oh, sure. you find the joke oh, Paul yeah. Mooney yeah. helped white people tap into their white guilt that's right he didn't care and he would make you sit there oh you know what you did <laughs> <laughs> the most liberal white dude oh you know what you did. Oh, you think you somebody special because you have a black friend? Oh, I have a nigger quota. Oh, here's a nigger friend. Paul Mooney, but I watched him close the laugh at the, the comedy yeah, store. Yeah, yeah, every, every night. night yeah. He closed and he would just stay in it yeah. and stay in it and hat. stay in it. And yeah. that's what made him brilliant because the things that you thought he bombed with is the things that he, he absolutely killed with that really made his career. But so you're watching all this stuff because you're hanging around, but you still weren't, you just wanted to act. I was I was scared to do stand-up. I really was. Because you understand, when you do stand-up, sometimes in my family, we pull from our life. And yeah. when you got Keenan, Sean, Damon, <laughs> Everything Kim, been covered. <laughs> what the fuck am I going to talk about? <laughs> all them. <laughs> but that's what you realize. Yeah. Is, and that's the beauty of comedy right yeah. is it doesn't matter who goes on it doesn't matter how many comedians there are we all have our own point of view it don't matter yeah. how many do trump jokes everybody has their own point of view about themselves right and the world or anything that ever happens to yeah. you and so that's for me 
the f- most freeing thing. And it's the thing that I learned doing stand-up over the last 10 years is, you know, there's always something to talk about. As long as you're truthful and you talk about you and what's your point of view, we're all trying to gather what our point of view is. Because then the math and the science, right. after doing the repetition, it comes and it processes into your brain and it spits right. out the way sure. you spit it out. Yeah, and then like, like, and then you figure out how to make it funny. You yeah. know? And you know, sometimes you're talking truth and you're talking seriousness and you feel uncomfortable with how serious it's gotten. And, you, and then, you, you know, you, you fuck a chair. <laughs> when all else fails, fuck, fuck the stool. a chair. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, like, it's funny because I've watched. Yeah. I've, I've My brother Damien say, don't be afraid of silence. No, yeah. If that's they're a- listening then they'll learn to, then they'll laugh when you hit it. And I've seen you go on. I know. You'll talk for literally right, two right, hours. Right. Just, yeah, I, know. I thought it was I a know. science class. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but when you hit, yeah. it's like, boom. That's yeah. why I'm doing this free set. I'm, yeah. for, I'm, I'm here because I'm trying to find That's right. the funny. Anybody just writes a set and then goes, I'm going out to do yeah. a special. No, we have to tour it. We have to work it. You got to, I mean, literally. I know. I'm going to Denver on Thursday for five shows in the club to work it. Which one? Comedy Works. I love Comedy Downtown. Works. It's the Denver. best. Uh, no, but it's just like I've been working out this new hour trying to figure it out. You know, and I've been doing these sets downtown at the Dynasty Typewriter, doing an hour and a half. That's what I saw you do stand Just riffing yeah. it. You know, and... Uh, but I like it. I mean, it's, I feel grounded. I'm not afraid. But, you know, I still like I need to, you know, things need to be delivered. That's right. When you do it like that, you're basically cornering yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you're making, you have to be funny because you're out, you put it out there. <laughs> and now either it's going to be delivered or it is not. <laughs> when it's not, that's oh. a, that keeps you up all night. What did I, what did I do wrong? The other night I was at the store, dude, and I just like, I was being funny, but I could just feel I, I was doing like that Damon thing where I was creating all this tension. <laughs> and like, it was making me want to cry. Like, cause I'm like, it was just, the tension was so thick and I'm like, I don't know. And I just said to him, I just said, I put my hand on my face and I was like, I don't know why I'm doing this to you. <laughs> I said, like, I really, it's hurting me what I'm doing, and I don't even know if it's if it's comedy anymore. But I don't know how to get us out of it. And they, and they started oh, laughing shit, at that, man. and I was like, "Thank God!" I just told the truth, and it got me but out. But that's what's tr- beautiful, man. The <sighs> fucking truth, and that's what that's why we sit in those clubs and do that time, and yeah. that's why you tour it, and that's why you work it and work it and work it, and you know, like. I filmed an hour and a half. My other special, I filmed an hour 45. Next one, I'm not doing it. I'm going to go, this is it. It's just that you, I can't account for when I improvise. Just do 70 minutes, dude. I know. Okay, I saw you the other, where did I just see you? Oh, over at the press thing? And you told me about the, the, the special. And you're like, I already got another one. I'm like, do you? I do, though. Here's why. <laughs> no, you ready? No, here's why. All right. Uh, because the one I was going to do, I decided I didn't want to do. Because... I felt like it wasn't appropriate for me to do a special like that now because it was about me and my brothers and growing up in the household. And I was like, no, I want the audience to know a little bit more about me. Yeah. And I need to discover more about me as a parent, me as a person, uh, me and my fuck-ups before I do something about me and my brothers. I'm stepping out of being just the baby Wayans, and I, I don't want to lean on that crutch right. i'm trying to create my own identity right. as Marlon. that was the miami special yeah so, so now this next one's a family special. well no this next one i think i'm gonna I'm, 
my mom died. So I think I'm gonna talk about all the tragic shit that's happened to me in this last year and a half. Yeah. And then that after sounds that, fun. It will be. I mean, I'm doing it, and my girlfriend uh, died, and I'm trying to figure out how to do it. We went through the same shit. Your girlfriend died. Yeah. And the girl I was dating had a brain aneurysm. She lived. So. Oh. Th- th- that, she all right? Yeah, she's she's healing, man. She's healing. I was. That's tough. That happened during Respect. Yeah. We was filming, and Liesl, God bless her, gave me, changed the schedule around, yeah. and let me be by her side for like a week and a half. Oh, just out and of nowhere, dude? Out of nowhere. Oh. On a plane, just came from visiting me. Just, wow. Are you guys still together? Yeah. Oh. Just such an amazing person. I'm glad yeah, she made man. it through, man. Yeah. She's, uh, she's, she's a gift. God is good. It's hard to do the it, you know like i'm it's challenging like because i know i got to talk about it and i don't know how to talk about it but because i'm improvising i found ways and you know the the trick is to and i think you do this well is that you know to to embrace the humanity of it and the vulnerability of it yes. and not be disrespectful to it which i'm not sure you're great at but uh the <laughs> but that's my, but see that's my thing my thing is yeah. disrespecting it yeah. because I need to disrespect it because that's the way I process it. Right. That's funny to me. The yeah. dark things that I'm saying, yeah. it may be a little offsetting to you, but f- some of this shit, I need this shit. So no, no, I, I know. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm it's healing not funny. Me. It's, it's, it's crazy, but I love the fact that you're talking about that because so many people are trying to act like, oh, that never happened. Yeah. No, it uh, fucking happened. It fucked me up. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like, to me, it's just, I don't want to, like, I want to get off stage and, you know, I don't want to feel the weight of the disrespect, you know, and I'm like, what, I don't respect anything, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a pretty selfish guy, but when you're talking about someone's memory, you got to figure that out, right? Because you're going to be talking about the grief, you're going to be talking about the loss, and you don't want to, you know, make fun of the dead in a way that isn't balanced for me. Do you know what I mean? All right, when you looked at me, I was like, man, nah. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you talking about. <laughs> you don't? Here's why. I, I, when my mom passed, yeah. I, had to, I had to get on stage because that's the only thing that yeah. would heal me. There's right. been times I've been on stage. Yeah, I feel that too. And I literally left the stage and cried. Yeah. I, on Mother's Day, I performed, and I did a whole set just about my mother, just dedicated to my mom. Just, I just talked about my mom, what was funny about my mom. I did a whole fucking hour Yeah, death, my mom. Yeah. And I said some respectful things. I said some disrespectful things, but the audience laughter made me feel good about the memory of my mom. Like, people like not giving a fuck. I've learned when we did, like, scary movies and, right. you know, yeah, I can be juvenile. I can be political. I can be all that shit, but I'm yeah. always going to be a little bit juvenile because... That's who I am as a kid. I mean, right. I'm, I'm, I'm always been ridiculous in nature. Why think about things in between? Let me go all the way there, push the envelope all the way, yeah, and then I'll come back and try and find those other things later. Yeah, no, I get, I get that, and I and I respect that, and I do that as well in my own way. But uh, well, that it's sort of interesting because your reputation is built on. Yeah, you know, there's something ridiculously hilarious about doing scary movies, right? I mean, yeah, it's it's just it, those are like it's a certain type of comedy. Zucker Brothers, yeah. Uh, uh, Airplane. Air, I'm yeah. thinking about it. Uh, some of the greats, uh, yeah. Carl Reiner, right? Uh, uh, um, uh, what's his Mel name? Brooks. Uh, Mel Brooks. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, it's a it's an underappreciated art form. 
but it when you want big laughs, yeah. we, we know how to get those big laughs. Yeah. And it, it it takes just as much <laughs> yeah. thought, science, yeah. and, and 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 nurturing to create that and balls to create that than it is to sit down and and write something, you know. Yeah. Thoughtful and dramatic. Yeah. And, yeah. When Requiem happened, I mean, how did you because that role, like that movie, like what did you think of that script, and like how did that all happen? Because that, and I know it's a long time ago, but that was a dark, fucking weird ass movie, dude. It was crazy. I based I, on an amazing book. When I read the book, I read the first. I I did, my agent sent me the the uh, script, and I got pissed off. Like, yeah. fucking send me some shit like this. this is nineteen ninety? Why is a black man still talking like he's in the seventies? You dig and yeah. smack us? Get the fuck out of here yeah. with this. And then they said, no, 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 that's just the way the character talks. I said, all right, he goes, listen, the director's amazing. And they sent me Pie. Yeah. And I sat down and I watched Watched Pie. Pie. Yeah, yeah. And I immediately said, oh, I get it. I get it. This this dude is a a visionary. Yeah. He's going to do it in a whole nother way. It's not, then I read the book. Yeah. Then I met with Darren. And then Darren explained to me what he was planning to do with with the movie. Yeah. And I was like, great, I want to be a part of it. He said, perfect. But I don't want somebody on the WB in my fucking classic. Yeah. And so he said, no. I said, let me audition for it. And I auditioned for it five times. And finally, um, I guess I just wore him down and I got the role. And see, what people don't know about me is I went to perform, perform yeah. out to high school. I choose comedy. Because I know how difficult comedy is. Yeah. Fucking acting, drama, drama, I do that. I was, that's what I went to school for. I didn't go to school for comedy. Yeah. I went to school for the dramatic yeah, arts. You grew up in comedy. I grew up in comedy. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I grew up in the comedy clubs. I'm seeing people, yeah. uh, Sam Kinison and, you know, did Paul you see Richard? I saw Richard. Towards I, the I, end? I saw Richard perform toward the end. Before the wheelchair, though. I seen him perform in the wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. But like, like I, the, when I was at Dorman, I saw him. Before he got sick, you you're know? lucky. How yeah. was that? It was intense, man, because it was a weird night, dude. And like, he didn't come around much. So I'm a door guy there at what, 87, 86, 87 ish. And he just started coming back around. It was after he'd burned himself up. And, mm. you know, it was, you know, and he was vulnerable, you know, but he was always vulnerable, you know. And I just remember watching him one night in the original room and he couldn't get a toehold in. You know, there was some, there's some people in from, I remember it specifically. There was a band. There were some women there who recognized some people who were in a rock band, mm. like Cinderella or something. They were in the room, and and they were talking. They were like, "Oh my god!" And Richard couldn't get a handle on the room. And I just watched him struggle. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" But you know, he was just trying to get back on the horse, man. But imagine being Richard. You're the biggest star in the world, and now you're coming back. To yeah. a little smoky comedy club. Oh, it was great. And it, you know, it was amazing. You have, but it was this sad. noise. Yeah, it is sad. But, but that's he, what he made stayed him vulnerable. Yes, like you know, he 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 stayed in that mm-hmm. in his heart. He didn't get mad. You know, he just was sort of like oh, polite. You know, but it was it was hard. It was a little hard to watch. Yeah, it was a little hard to watch him in a wheelchair talking oh. about talking about his MS. And uh, I I thought it was the bravest shit I ever seen. And he was talking about how his, his, you know, his dick don't work, and <laughs> yeah. you know, and yeah. he's, he's, I just, I, I was amazed yeah. at how he could still find 
a smile in his own tragedy. And I, I've, that's always for me that that's I, that that quality in the comedian I fucking love to find your own smile in your own tragedy is just is fucking beautiful to make others smile with your pain. That that that's a gift that we have and it's also healing for ourselves it's, and it's the it, bravest shit you can do if you get there i mean i don't know that everybody you know takes you know you know rises to that i don't know i mean i i think that's the, at its best that's when it's good i love the fact that you're, you're humble talking about this right here yeah. like you're talking about your yeah lo- losing yeah. the woman you yeah. lo- love that, yeah to, like it seems dark but that i understand like when you find that that's that's to me the dopest comedy. Yeah, like, no, for political sure. Political shit. It's easy to talk about the it's e- world. It's easy. That's yeah. easy shit. That, yeah, nigga, you're all right. day That's long. Right. Just That's give right. me a newspaper. Yeah. But when you start talking about yourself, when yeah. you start talking about your pain, you start yeah. talking about your trauma, yeah. you start talking about what hurts you, and yeah. sometimes it's hard to even get through. I've left stage when I had to talk about my mom sometime. Really? I couldn't say the joke because mm. mom, I lost my mama. You know, and there's yeah. nothing, I, nothing more painful than losing your mother. And yeah. I, try to tell people all the fucking time like nothing compares i mean people try to compare the two oh yeah. i'm grieving i feel so bad you know my uncle died F- fuck your uncle <laughs> i hope he touched your dick in your sleep <laughs> i lost my yeah. mama motherfucker not my mama brother <laughs> fuck. but but the weird thing is that as much as it is not talked about or or, or handled it's the most common thing everybody dies everybody deals with death but it's hard to deal with. It's hard to talk about. It's hard I know, to but really it shouldn't grasp. be. But because it, it's one of the most common things. But it's one of the things that we're all afraid of. Yes. You don't want to die. Yes. And you think if you talk about it, you're going to be closer to it. But that's why you're courageous. That's right. Talking. No, about I think it. it's good. You got to disarm it. And there's a lot of people walking around the world carrying a lot of grief, mm-hmm. and I think it's corrosive. Mm-hmm. And I think it's at the core of a lot of problems: unfucking processed grief. Right. And if you can laugh. And it comes out like you like that. I love that laughter that should be crying. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the best kind of laugh. I agree. People like, <laughs> 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 I've had people after my mom's Mother's Day show. Yeah. I've I had people come up with tears in their eyes from one yeah. left side from crying yeah. and yeah. the other side yeah. from laughing. Yeah. But because you know they've lost it too and they understand the shit. Everybody loses people. It's like it's how you get to that place though where you're talking about you know getting humbled enough to uh, allow yourself to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was a, a brittle guy for years on stage, you know, just aggravated and, and angry. And, and it, was, it it you know, it took life beating me down one way or the other to get grounded in mm-hmm. myself you know because i didn't know who i was you know and it takes that shit whatever it is heartbreak pain you know it just it it's gonna wear you down either you're gonna continue fighting it and look like ted or you're gonna you know <laughs> surrender yeah. a little you yeah. know but the more you fight when you're losing it's no <laughs> yeah but you've matured like in right. the past 20 yeah. years your best years hope is, so. is now like i think know, that's true this is the fact that you haven't drank or yeah yeah had a, any crack yeah. like no you know crack. badly no crack. i want to get you high i know you just, were, you were doing that on set something like, let's have a fucking drink just some whiskey you one night one night when and you're going, you, you wake up going like, boy that was fun and where's mark no one knows man what did you do you fucking devil. I just told him to take one drink. We lost him, man. <laughs> oh, you don't got no drunks in your family? 
Um, not like not none of abuse people. is drunk. Yeah. My 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 dad, my dad's a, a I won't call him a drunk, but he likes to taste. Yeah. But he's a happy drunk. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like right. I've never had the abusive yeah, like yeah, I kill yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Everybody get no. Nah, yeah. My dad, I get drunk with my dad now. We have a good time. He's still around. Yeah, my dad is 85. I'm going to go check him out. He's in New York. I'm going to go check out. I'll come over there. I'll bring him some wine. He drink till his feet stinks, and he falls asleep. <laughs> yeah? That's wild. My, I guess, uh, yeah, my dad's 83. I guess, uh, you know, they're Does still around. Drink? No, my dad, uh, I, no, he doesn't drink anymore. He doesn't do much anymore. He, I think his brain's going. Okay. Yeah. So that's a whole other ball of wax. Well, hey, I'm put, trying to do bits about put that. Put that thing. in the special. No, I'm doing it. I said, I said, like, I because the bit I'm doing about that is like, um, oh, you'll like it because I'm like, uh, he's just starting to get the Alzheimer's, you know. Yeah. And I, my dad was sort of a difficult kind of a kind of an asshole and difficult guy, you know, like. Uh, but now he's got he's got the Alzheimer's and he's still got his old memories, but the new memory's not so good and he can't follow through. And it's like. He's kind of like, he's forgotten how to be an asshole. And I guess what I'm saying is like, if you have a family member that's got Alzheimer's, like, don't don't miss the sweet spot. It's, it's, right, it's, it's, right, it's right at the beginning, I think. And then I say, uh, I say, and I know like eventually, like he's going to forget who I am. And then I look at the audience and I go, and, and I will be truly free. <laughs> it's a hard sell, dude, but I'm trying. But I love it. Yeah, I love it too. That's, to me, the best shit, bro. The only problem is, like, a lot of people don't have that experience with Alzheimer's. It's just a shit show. But my dad is very sweet right now, and I know it's going to get bad, and I know he's probably he's difficult with his wife, but with me, you know, it's all very, you know, he knows what's I, up. I don't know where Alzheimer's, like, that type of stuff, it's, it's hard to deal with, but, I mean, oh. we have a sick family, so yeah. we always find sure funny. And, what and do your the, people die of? Oh, uh, my mom, she had diabetes. Oh, yeah. and But she lived until 80-something, right? Yeah, she yeah, lived. That's she's, good. Good life, right? You know, she's a strong black woman. She yeah. Diabetes. This woman yeah. had 10 kids before yeah. anesthesia. Oh. Back in the day, when, when it was no anesthesia, it says, give me that wallet. <laughs> yeah. Pass me the wallet and the whiskey. <laughs> I got to bite down on <laughs> Do you, all you guys get along, all the siblings? Yeah, man. Yeah. I love my, my brothers and sisters. I'm, 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 I have a close relationship with each one. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Are they most of them out here? Because they've all choked me at some point in my life. <laughs> you're the one. Yeah, you're the one. Well, Keenan, I'm a little scared of because he spanked me when I was like 10. He kind of stood in for the old man sometimes? No, my father spanked me too, oh. but he kind of doubled up on it. So I'm a little pissed <laughs> off at him. <laughs> Give me a shot. Pass him over here. <laughs> they just pass you around to spank. It's hard being the youngest, man. I, I guess. I man. got fucked up because if most no families- new clothes. No new clothes. I got everything hand me down. I know. Everything. Never had, new clothes. At one point, I had Damon's fucking sneakers, Keenan's pants, and my father's underwear on. Like, n- <laughs> nothing was mine. And and I'm the butt That's of every a, joke. There's the name of the special. Nothing was mine. That's You're really good at that. <laughs> Coin, coining the phrase. I'm just going to write that down. Nothing, nothing was, was mine. mine. <laughs> <laughs> and then you work towards at the end. You know, at the end, uh, uh, the callback, you know, you're like, and that's who I am now. You know what it is. 
That's coming out uh, August 19th. All right. Uh, you know what it is. Yeah. Um, is that HBO, what the name of the space is? HBO Max. Huh? Is it called Do You Know What It Is? You know what it is. That's, oh. that's, you give away the whole thing? I didn't want to. HBO oh. Max, and they, we love it. I was like, but you're giving the joke away. Uh, I don't know if it does. It we, does. We love There's it. There's so much to it. There's so much more to well, it. Well, you got to know what it is, and then yeah. you go, oh, I get it. You yeah, know what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to. I wanted to call it. What do I want to call it? Uh... I want to call it yachts, uh, mermaids, and alley belly buttons. That's good. Or um, I want to call it uh, boiling hot mess. Mm. Yeah. You know? Nah. Yeah. You know what it is? Is it? I like you know what it is. Wait, I, I can and tell you surprised. the title. Let me tell you the titles. I, we actually the, uh, have an email. I was surprised that the uh, the, the, the 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 bringing around the mermaid story worked. It was good. <laughs> 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 did, you, you were surprised. Yeah. You're an asshole. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. <laughs> You're the worst. I know. All right, that comes out August 19th. Respect, right. August 13th. Watch it. I'm in it. Mark Marin steals the show. Uh, no, no. I you, was blessed to share a, you were great. a screen you were with great. this man. Yeah, you're really funny. You, you, I thought you're a lot. Um, you're, you're really a solid actor. Bro. Oh, thanks, buddy. You are. Yeah. You're good. Like some people, you just like you know. But you're really good. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. You, you are still too. should do a buddy co- okay, comedy. Okay, write it. You're the guy. You, you put don't me in do money. my jokes. I'll, I'll buy, I write my part. Put me in one of your hundred million dollar <laughs> movies that kids like. <laughs> and give me some back end, and there we go. <laughs> that kid's like, I hate you. <laughs> Good talking to you. Oh, I love you, brother. Love you, too. Marlin. Some fun. That was fun. I like guys who I could poke at. Anyways, the movie Respect is out now. Marlon Wayans, you know what it is, premieres uh, this Thursday, HBO Max. That's August 19th. Okay, let's play some some desert guitar. Fonda, cat angels everywhere. 